0: be our prayer today sometimes words is just inadequate but he knows the heart of man knows my heart today and I if I could just express it to him I just want him to know I love him with all my heart with everything within me amen do you feel that way this morning amen let's just sing that song in moments like these I sing out a song, and let's just worship the Lord in a moment. In moments like these, I sing out a song, I sing out a love song to Jesus. I, I lift up to serve you to come together in this kind of a time this moment Lord that we have today we're here to express our love and appreciation to you for there is indeed none like you you're our God we're your children Lord and we love you and I just pray Lord you'll just come down among us today walk these aisles Lord, visit every pew. Lord, speak to every heart, every life, and minister to every soul, Lord, we pray. We're needy. We're needy of you today. We cannot do anything without you. We're asking for your grace today. We're asking for your anointing. For it's your anointing that breaks the yoke of sin and unbelief. And Lord, we would say forgive us of our unbelief. Forgive us, Lord, of of our failure to reach up and take a hold of your promise, our little quivering and doubting and fear. Lord, forgive us of all of that and help us to stand true, Lord. I pray, Lord, you'll meet every need of your children today. Lord, bring healing to those that are sick. Lord, bring restoration to those that are in need, Lord, as I walked here to the platform and stood here behind the sacred desk just getting a message from our brother Ron Spencer who's labored in meetings one after another back to back from Edmonton now to there in Washington. And there, oh God, he's ministered and then wore, wore out, given of his self, labored. And he said, I couldn't even put in words how weary I am. But Lord, you're the one that gives strength to the weary. Lord, I just pray today, Lord, is in their closing service of that camp meeting. You'll move, Lord, for Brother Biscoll and the congregation there. You will anoint your servant, Brother Ron, to minister the word of life. Lord, one more time. Lord, I pray you'll not forget us here, that you'll minister to every life, to every heart. Bring healing and deliverance as we've asked in Jesus' name for the glory of God. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Amen. Good to have you in the house of the Lord today. I don't know of anything greater than to serve the Lord Jesus. Amen. So you have all been welcomed, and we're really glad that you come and to be with us. We appreciate you You're, a, you're a being with us. If you're a visitor today, please don't remain that way. Amen. We, uh, we'd certainly love to be able to shake your hand, speak to you after church. The Lord willing, and then we have uh, not only those that are here present, but we have those listening in from the way of internet, Brother John Gosum from Ghana is just uh, dropped me a text a while ago, he says, I was able to get in today and stream, so amen, so God bless him and the church there in Ghana and the many others, he fellowships with Brother Samuel Taylor, Brother Jim Niamichie and many of the others that we know. So uh, God bless him today, and we're uh, sending an offering there to help them with some musical instruments. which I had hoped to get that out this week, and looking for the best way to transfer funds. So um, we'll we'll um, we'll do we'll see what we can do. Also, um, uh, for those of you, just an update, Brother James uh, uh, Nivandavandi from uh, from Uganda. Um, he has uh, requested uh, some of the booklets there on the original sin, the Jesus' name above all names, and and um, the uh, five comings of Elijah, things that we wrote for outreach, and uh, they need them in the English language. And I think it's going to be just uh, more cheaper just to send them the money and have them printed there. So um, if you see up there that there's a uh, some printing needs, well, we're trying to get them in the hands of those believers there. They're having a big outreach coming up, and we want to support them in the work of the Lord, don't we? Amen. Does it sound better everywhere? Huh? Can everybody hear good? Amen. Well, we have Brother Jude uh, Murray here and uh, his wife and, of course, uh, Brother Matthew Dexter. that have come, and then the hours uh, as well as the local brothers that have been here working on it this week and just trying to get it um, perfect and uh, it just sounds wonderful to me and we want to say we appreciate you brothers coming to help us. Amen. God bless you. Amen. What, what would we do without brothers and sisters in Christ? Amen. Amen. We certainly appreciate that. As you notice, they also put some more sound panels around there. So um, I told him I would yank him down if it quite Your Amen. So I want to hear you respond to the Word of God. Amen. So uh, also we got a baptismal service today. We have a Joshua Butts here that is being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and Jaron Winters. Amen. That we prayed with the other day and seen the Holy Spirit come down upon, and He come and said, I, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. How wonderful this God is. What a Savior. Amen. That's what I was saying. We outgrew the other building, and I said, we've got, to, we've got to make room because we're going to have some of the prodigals come home. One by one, they're coming amen we believe amen you believe for your household amen amen may God grant it yours is next amen all at one time would be a great time amen just one great big outpouring might as well get your dancing shoes on we're about ready to have celebrations around here amen kill the kid fatty calf and celebrate as prodigals come home Amen. We thank God for that. Ezekiel chapter 37, we're going to read from there again today. Ezekiel 37, and we'll read from verse 1. We're speaking on the promised resurrection. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of dry bones. The full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again, he, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you and will bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone. And when I beheld Lo, the sinew and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet. An exceeding great army. And then turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we will read from the 51st verse. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. Aren't you glad to be a part of that mystery? We shall not all sleep. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Amen. As you take your seats. How wonderful and awesome is the word of God. It is the word of the Lord that brings resurrection life. You know, and and of course, bringing resurrection life, it causes us to be a living church. And a living church believes. That's what they do. They believe. A church alive by the power of the Holy Ghost is a church of faith. They're a church of power, a church of faith. A church that believes the word of God. Brother Branham would say in the message, taking God at his word, this world was made by faith. God spoke the world into existence. This very world that we're setting on right tonight is nothing else but the word of God materialized. If it didn't, where did he get the material to make it out of? He said, let there be, and there was, and every word of God has to be so, and he's God, and he has to keep in his word. And you take any divine promise in your heart and say, that's my personal property. It belongs to me. I am a believer, and accept it on that basis, and watch what he'll do. Amen. It'll make cancers move. It'll make blind eyes come open. It'll make cripples walk. It'll make the deaf to hear. I know what I'm talking about. I put it to a test and to an experience. And now for years and years around the whole world and the whole world knows about it. Amen. It's already been put to a test. We know it works. We have no excuse in this generation not to believe. God made sure that we would believe. Amen. But not only did he make us believe by showing signs and wonders and, and causing our faith to rise like that, but even remember the whole new birth that God gives you by the Holy Spirit, it puts God's nature in you, and God's nature believes his word. Amen. So really, we don't need another sign or another miracle to make us believe. But because that we are the children of God, we can believe. That's what we do. Now, life comes only by the spoken word of God. And the bones can only live when the word is spoken. This is why he said, prophesy, son of man. And so it is important there in the last day that there be a prophesying of the scripture, of the word of God Spoken in this last day that again brings resurrection life to the church. Now, life, as we said, can only come by the spoken word. And and so that spoken word has been given to us. The word has been given to us. But then each one of us must take it in our heart and believe it and also speak it. This is shown in Revelation chapter 10 with the mighty angel coming down. Only Christ it could be puts his feet upon the land and on the sea. And when he, when he shouts or cries, seven thunders uttered their voices. And then, and then the, um, a, a little book was handed to John representing the whole body of Christ and said, eat this book. And then thou must prophesy again. So you see, it is not enough just for us to hear the word, but we also must come on speaking terms. Amen. A people in this last day that that is on speaking terms with God, that people who know their God and they do exploits. We can remember in the Bible a servant of God who was supposed to portray Christ, and indeed he did, and that was Moses. And Moses, of course, had seen God's mighty hand. He'd seen what God would do time upon time upon time upon time. But now he gets into a situation where that the Red Sea is blocking his way and he can't, uh, you know, the the armies of Israel or Egypt rather are coming behind him. and, And here they're surrounded on mountains on every side. And it looks like they're trapped and he doesn't know what to do. And God comes and rebukes Moses for not acting like Christ. Amen. And says, why are you crying to me? Speak. You see, he was to portray Christ in his life. Now, if that is so before Calvary, how much more after Calvary? There's got to be a people that are portraying Christ in their life. So, so again, you're not acting like Christ when you are crying. When you're complaining, when you're wondering, what in the world do we do when he's already given you his word? Amen. And the bride has his word and the mind of Christ to know what he wants done with the word. And what does he want done with his word? He wants his word put into action. The word is not sufficient just to be on paper. Amen. That will, alone on paper will not resurrect. Amen. But it's got to be spoken. This is why he would say, prophesy, son of man. Now, so again, we, you know, he, he wants us to have a faith or the confidence in his word. He wants us to exercise that. Now, so it would be, Paul would say in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, he said, we haven't the same spirit of faith. How many believes we've got the spirit of God? Then that is the spirit of faith. And he said, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. Now notice, it is not enough just to say you believe it, but it must be put into action. So he said, I believe, and therefore have I spoken, and we have believed, and therefore speak. So again, when you get a people believing, that people is going to start standing on the promise of God and believing that for themselves and and then putting that word into action. It cannot go into action until you release it from your lips. Amen. The word of God is great to be hidden in your heart. But it's got to be more than that. It's got to be spoken on the lips. Somebody's got to declare the word of the Lord. Now, so faith, of course, brings an atmosphere where things happen. You're not going to have things happen in an atmosphere of unbelief. Don't you remember Jesus could go to Nazareth and because of the atmosphere around them, the atmosphere of disbelief? Well, this is our, you know, we know Joseph and we know Mary and we know his, his brethren and don't we know, isn't, wasn't he born here? Wasn't this? And, and, and all of this was creating unbelief. You don't understand sometimes how important it is to cut off the gossip of unbelief. Because it'll do nothing there but cause you to have to war in your own atmosphere against the words of unbelief. Now, some of the things are going to come anyway. What the doctor says, what somebody else says, whatever. You know, sometimes you can't help what what you are hearing, but you've got to cast down reasoning. And every high thing that exalts itself against the word of God. Now, so faith brings the atmosphere where things happen. As Brother Branham would say, and do you not believe? He said, now let me tell you something. Would you like the prophet to tell you something this morning? Each man that's born again with the spirit of God in him is a miniature creator. Now, that may shake you a little, but that's the truth. We're in the image of God. God is a creator. And that's the reason that you can believe that God can heal a person because God is in you. That's the reason you can believe because God is in you. Amen. And God made this world and he's just spoke it and his word became material. The very ground you're sitting on is the word of God may manifest. If he didn't, where did he get it? See, he just spoke it and it turned into existence. He believed his own word And if a man is born of the Spirit of God, he is an offspring of God. And that's a part of God in him. And he believes that every word God says will materialize. And so that makes him a part of God. The Holy Spirit in the man makes him a part of God. Amen. Goes on to say in fundamental foundation for faith, he says, In the beginning was the Word, but what is the Word? A word is a thought manifested, a thought spoken forth. God first perceived a thought, and I want you to think about it. If that thought may have been in God. Uh, if you got to count time, of course it was eternal and you can't count it in time, but let's just say it was millions and billions and trillions of years. Right. Amen, but nothing happened right. till he spoke it. All the thinking on it didn't get it done. It had to, it had to move from that form to another form. Word that he spoke what was in his heart. Where he began to declare and say, let it be. Now, the same thing has to happen with the word when it comes into your heart. To dwell upon it and ponder upon it and think about it and and all of those things is a wonderful thing, but it'll never have any power till you begin to speak what's in your heart. Till when you begin to declare, this is mine. Now, so he said, so again, he said, Then God first perceived the thought and spoke it, and it became a word, and the word became material. So everything that God has spoken his word, received in the right channel, will materialize that word for whatever the promise is behind it. God will do it. He's obligated to it. Then if you abide in me and my word abide in you, then you you have God the word in you. And you believe the word just as you believe God because it is God and it's inseparable. Then if you have God's word in you, you have God's life in you. Amen, you have God in you. And whatever God speaks forth, whatever God's word speaks forth out of you, it'll have to come to pass just like it was spoke from God. That went Zip, went right over your head. Let me read it to you again. Ponder these words a minute. Then if you have God's word in you, now what did he say? He quoted John 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now let's stop for a moment. This doesn't come by fastings and prayings and long hours of of agonizing. That's not how the word of God abides in you. The word of God comes in you, which is God by the new birth. Now, I know. I know the reformers taught it down through the ages. Andrew Murray, he was a good one. You know, he would write about um, you know how to abide in Christ, and the way you abide in Christ is you do so much praying. It was all. It was all part of Methodists and their and their stage, you know, of uh, of sanctification. And so you're you can you you're, you're going to become a great man of faith by just. Uh, you know, just by the long hours of prayer and long hours of fasting. But you know, this prophet came, this end-time messenger came, and I can show you where he said it. Just listen to the fundamental foundation for faith. He said, faith does not come by fasting. Faith does not come by uh, long hours of prayer. Faith, he said, is a subtle thing in the human heart. So when you come to God and you receive the Holy Ghost, you have the faith of God in you. Amen. So he said, people are always saying, God, give us more faith. He said, Jesus didn't worry or think about if you had faith to do something. He just said it and it was so. Now here's what he said, then if you have God's word in you, is everybody with me now? Then you have God's life in you. Can you agree you have God's life in you by the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Then you have God in you. All right, then whatever God's word speaks forth out of you, it'll have to come to pass just like it was spoke from God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it's God's word. It's not your word. It's his word. Now, so we have been placed in the promised land of the Bible. God has put us here. He has put us here by the blood of Christ. And we have returned to what Adam lost. And we are here right on the cusp of realizing the mystery that Paul preached when he said, we shall all be changed. Now, he would also say in Philippians Chapter 3 and verse 21, he said, who will change our vile bodies? So now with this thought in mind, he will change our vile bodies that might be fashioned like his own glorious body. I want to back up to verse 20. And I want to look at verse 20 where he says, for our conversation is in heaven. From whence we also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we look for the Savior The Lord Jesus Christ. So now, then he said, our conversation is in heaven. Now, what in the world does that mean? That our conversation is in heaven. All right, let me just read it from a different translation. It'll help you a little. This is from the Amplified. But we are different. Can you agree we're different? Because our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. And from there, we eagerly await the coming of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, another translation would say this, but we are a colony of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. We are a colony of heaven on earth. Now, that's pretty deep. Amen. Maybe it didn't go under you. Amen. Maybe you caught that. We are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, we are a colony of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. Amen. We think like heaven thinks we are heavenly minded because the life of Christ is in us. So we think like Jesus about the word. Amen. Because we realize where our citizenship is from, what kingdom we belong to. And in a kingdom, a kingdom is given for you to rule and have dominion over. So in this kingdom, in this colony of heaven on earth, we take dominion over sin, over darkness, over sickness, over unbelief, because we are citizens of heaven. Amen. Amen. So he says, who will change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. And Brother Branham tells us, you were made... To be a master of every circumstance. Just like him. He is able to subdue all things unto himself. Now didn't we read in Ezekiel of a mighty army? What do you think they're for? To show off? To wear a uniform? To do a parade? They are they are. An army that is rising up to subdue all things unto him. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Branham would tell us in the breach, he said, Adam sinned by heeding his wife's reasoning instead of holding to God's word, and that's what made Adam sin. His wife reasoned with Satan and then produced the product to Adam, and Adam then turned loose the word and sold out, and he lost. Also his inheritance when he lost his fellowship and his right to life. Remember the day you eat thereof, that day you die. And when he had lost his life, he also lost his inheritance his life. Because he had com- completely supreme control over the earth. He was the God of the earth. He is the God. God is the God of the universe everywhere. But his son had this, this earth under his own control. He could speak. He could name He could say, he could stop nature. He could do anything he wanted to. But when he did that, he lost his inheritance. Now Adam could say, let this mountain here be moved over there, and it would do it. And Adam could say, let this tree here be plucked up and planted over there, it would do it. For he had complete supreme control as a minor God under under God our Father. Because he was the Son of God. Now he said, couldn't we stop here just a minute and get our real sermon? Oh, if the blood has cleansed it back, what about now? Hallelujah. Look what that Son of God, the second Adam, did. And he said, The works that I do, shall you do also. Hallelujah. Again he says in the breach, Continuing on, he said in this sevenfold book of seals of redemption that the Lamb took within himself. He was the only one that could do it. And he took it in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne to claim his redemptive, to claim his rights, to claim for me and for you what he redeemed us from back to everything Adam lost in the Garden of Eden. And he has redeemed us back to that Amen. To everything that Adam lost, you have been redeemed back to that. Are you with me now? So the blood has redeemed us or bought back for us. The blood has redeemed us back to John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that's a double oath. Amen. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And I want to say today, there is another people in the land. Amen. Who is doing the works of Christ. Somebody's going to do it. Amen. Somebody's going to be a believer. Somebody's going to have more than a new theology. Somebody's going to have more than a doctrine. Somebody's going to have more than something we debate and argue about Amen, and split airs over. Somebody's going to have the very life of Christ. And it's going to be speaking out of that church. Amen, a mighty army. Brother Branham would say in the message, who is God? Now deity here with us, deity in us. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. Is that the scripture? Yet ye shall see me, for I'll be with you even in you until the end of the world. Then Christ is in his church until there's no more world. Oh, right. yeah. Then if we can find where Christ is working in his church, that's the church I want to be in. Amen. That's the church the prophet said I want to be in is where Christ is working. Amen. Where he's moving in his body. Where his word has more than a philosophy. But it's an action. It has a power in it. It not only changes lives, but it heals the sick. Amen. Whatever the need is, it is there even to change our mortal bodies. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Now... As our thought has been on the people of the book has returned to the land of the book. I want you to know we have returned back to the land of the Bible. We have, learned, we, have, we have returned here to be a continuation of the book of Acts. Amen. 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 It wasn't a book of dry bones. It wasn't a book of lounging around. It wasn't a book of lukewarmness. It was a book of Acts. Where the Holy Spirit was in action. Christ and the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. So where we have returned specifically in the Bible is back to the gospel Paul preached. We're not preaching another gospel. Amen. So while well, Paul didn't have the seals. Paul didn't need the seals. The, seal, the word was open to Paul. Amen. It was the white horse, the antichrist, the red horse, the antichrist, the black horse, the antichrist. Another stage in the pale horse that closed the book. That sealed it up. Come on. Amen. It was, but Paul was bringing the mystery, making on the mystery. And we come back to the very message that Paul preached. Hallelujah, before any seals were put on it, before the revelation was hid from the people. So we come back to the gospel Paul preached. Paul said, if somebody comes and preaches another gospel, let him be accursed. Amen. So that's where we are. We have returned. We have returned to the Bible, to the book of Acts, to continue where they fell. Amen. Amen. Where there's going to be a, where there is an Omega church that's exactly like the Alpha church. Now, when we look at the promised land of Israel, there are instances in the Bible that we can draw on of where they also had went into captivity and they returned back to their land. One of the references we're going to refer to today is found in the book of Zechariah. After the Babylonian captivity, remember, they went down there because there was no remedy. God said, you know, you've despised my prophet's words. You, you've, uh, you've killed them. You've done all of these things. And I, I've sent you message after message and you wouldn't return back to me. So he said, I, I let uh, Nebuchadnezzar I let him be my servant to take you down to Babylon for a while. Amen. And so did the church. Can we say it? Also, the church went down to Babylon. Amen. Now, remember, we get a call in the last days that says, come out of her. In other words, return back to the land again. Go back to the word go back to the scripture again yeah, right. so now we we'll find in the book of Zechariah there these exiled Jews return to their land and and uh, e- e- Zechariah will describe the return of the exiles as a return and they they had a goal in mind rebuild the city rebuild Jerusalem Amen. What was that? Jerusalem is always a type of the bride. Rebuild her. Bring a restoration. Restore the temple. Put God back in the center of this. Amen. And so the book of Zechariah would describe the return of the exiles. And as they returned, they were restoring the temple. And I just want to say again, there's another people in the land. Who have returned from Babylonian captivity. And they have heard the command, come out of her, my people. Now, with Zechariah, there were four different waves of the people returning under different men. There was Sheshbazer, and he had an aliyah. An aliyah means a return to the homeland. And Zerubbabel was another one. He also had an aliyah. These didn't all come back at once. They actually come back in different groups over a, a space of, uh, of 100 years or so. As they were returning back to the land after being taken out of there down in Babylon. And so Zerubbabel would have an aliyah. And then there would be Ezra's Aaliyah. And then Nehemiah's Aaliyah. There's four of them. Even so, there have been four stages of restoration under under Luther and Wesley, Azusa Street. And finally, we are here back in the land. Jerusalem restored. Hallelujah. Amen. True worship again. Back in our promised land under the message of Malachi, four. What a privileged people we are today to be able to say, we are in the land. We are no longer in the dispersal. The dispersal is over with. We will never go back again to Babylon. We'll never be dispersed again out in Methodist, Baptist, Catholic, Presbyterian, out in there. We'll never be dispersed again. We have returned to the homeland to receive the Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Brother Bradham would tell us that four messengers of death ate the tree away. He said four messengers of life restores it. He would tell us again the same thing. He took the valley of dried bones and he said there were four different stages. The coming together first, the sinew next, and then flesh upon them next, and finally the breath. And it's only when the breath came. When the Holy Spirit blew there, and remember, it's all by the word of the Lord, and it comes there, it's only then they become a mighty army. Amen. You know, you can go back and you can look at Wesley or Luther, and we just say, still still bones. We can look at the impersonation, even under Azusa Street. They look real. They had bodies, they had skin on them, they look real. It was a great work, but there wasn't yet that army. Hallelujah. But it takes the message of Malachi 4. The new birth according to Malachi 4 to bring us back to the wind of God. The quickening power of the Holy Ghost that raises up an army in the last day. Where resurrection life comes, where there is a a group that raises up out of the tombs of religion, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, back to the word of God, never to go back in the tomb again. Amen. brother Branham would tell us, he he said, I had a Baptist tomb. You may have had a Pentecostal tomb. You, this and a Methodist tomb. But he said, today the seals are broken, never to be put on it again. Let me just say to you, the book that we have received, the open word of God, it'll never be sealed up again. It'll never be closed up from the believer again. Amen. You are guaranteed an open book. Amen. With every promise. With every word being yours. Hallelujah. This is your land. This is your promise. It's your word now for you to possess. Yeah. Now, Brother Branham would talk about the bride, and he said, I saw her in a vision. Now, just think about it. You've been seen in this vision. And He talks about the preview of the bride, and he says, I heard that sweet music come again. Now, you remember he had seen it, her first start out, that book of Acts Church, walking there in unison with the Word of God. He comes on down. He sees Miss Europe. He sees Miss America. He sees all of these other, everywhere that the move of God has been. And he said, what a dirty group that was. But he said, as I was about to despair, I heard the angels say, but oh, wait, wait. The bride must come in preview again. And he said, here she came with the same music, with the same word, walking in step with that word. Come on. And he said, here she came now from every, every nation. That's why we got to be interested more than just what's in this building. Amen, because God's got a bride out of every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Amen. And he said, and when she walked by, she was exactly like the one was in the first place. Walking to step of the music of God's word. Marching on by, and I stood there with both my hands up, crying like that. And when I come to, I was standing on my porch out there and looking out across the field. What? She is to be the same bride. The same kind, built out of the same kind of material that she was in the first place. Now read Malachi 4 and see if we're not supposed to have a message in the last day that had turned the hearts of the children back to the fathers, back to the original Pentecostal message, word by word. And then he goes on to say, brothers, we are here. Hallelujah. We don't have to have somebody else come up and another ministry rise up or another messenger to bring us back. Amen. The prophet of God announces, us, brothers, we have arrived. Amen. We have arrived with every promise unsealed to us. Amen. Now, so let's turn to Zechariah's prophecy. Let's First, look in four one. Then we'll digress to the, to the chapter three. But I want to go here first. And the angel that talked with me came again and wakened me as a man wakened out of his sleep. Now, notice he was awake, but this was an awakening started happening. That was beyond the physical elements of being awake. Amen. And it happened by the angel of the Lord coming to awaken him. Why are you here this morning? Because the angel of God awakened you. He quickened something in you. He calls you to see things that others can't see. Amen. He opened your eyes to things that even the churches and the church world wasn't seeing. Amen. But God was showing you something that, that, uh, that the rest of the world wasn't able to see. And so when his eyes come open, verse 2, and he said to me, what seest thou? Now that you're awake, what are you seeing? And he says, and I looked and I saw a candlestick all of gold with a bowl on the top of it. And it's seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are there, up, up on, there on. Now notice, notice what he says. Here's what he saw. When my eyes came open. When this exile. When this one that came out of Babylon. Returned to the land. And the angel opened his eyes. To what was there? What did he see first? Seven golden candlesticks. Amen. He saw seven ages. Notice he didn't see seven ages and another. He saw seven candlesticks. Amen. Oh, brother, don't you, don't you drink some of this maddening wine there that makes you see that there's another age that, uh, that, that is beyond this seventh angel and his message. Don't you drink that. Amen, yeah, that maddening wine will make you see eight instead of seven, but there's only seven ages. There's only seven messengers. There's only seven spirits of God. There's only seven stripes of blood. Amen, there, there's only seven. And it's there when he comes to seven, he perfects a church. Because he said, this is the church that I, I'm going to build a church that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. Now, you already know, you mighty army this morning, that the gates of hell ain't going to prevail against you. Right. But you're going to prevail over it. Yes. Amen. Now, so again, we go down to verse 6. Then answered, then he answered and said unto me, saying, this Is the word of the Lord. Now what he had been described now. The word described seven church ages. The word described there would be seven messengers. The word describes there would be seven spirits of God. The word describes and opens our eyes to our day, our message. And that we are the bride of the last time. Alright. Now then. So notice here in verse 6. Let's just skip on down, save time. Then he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord. Now that's what it is. This, what we have seen, is the word of the Lord. Amen. Unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might. I didn't do this with theologians amen i I didn't do this out of bible schools yeah, right. amen I didn't do this by powers of man mandates from the from Rome right, right. amen but but it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, right. saith the Lord of hosts oh, yeah. this is how I'm doing it this is by my spirit the spirit comes to a prophet right. hallelujah. Now, who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone, thereof crying, grace, grace unto it. So notice, this is the word of the Lord for this age, as the exiles return. He, he says, I, I'll show you now, I'm going to do my work in seven ages. And then I'm gonna cap it off. And the cap off, the capping off is God's favor coming to the church. A people that He's found that has found favor with Him. Is somebody with me now? So I want you I want you to listen. Where are we in the age of the headstone? The headstone of the believer has come by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that unites the individual and Christ together. You got the Holy Ghost this morning. That put you and God together. He become your head. You receive his mind. Is that right? That's you, the individual. So the headstone of the believer has come by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uniting the individual and Christ together. Now the headstone of the mysteries has come by the seven thunders which kept off the last mysteries to the church. Listen, when this messenger comes, remember the expression of deity to the last age is he is the amen of God. And when God says amen to something, nobody dares add anything else. Amen. The amen is the final say. We don't need another messenger to rise. There's not another message to come. Amen, it's the amen of God. It's the final say. There's not another prophet coming, not another message coming. Amen, this is the message. It's the, amen, the, the, the seven thunders of God were capped were off the mysteries. But now it is time for one more headstone to come. And that is the capping off of the ages. Where we will leave the seventh age. Amen. Amen. By the uniting of Christ with his bride and go into glory. Amen. What a day that's going to be. That's the resurrection we're looking for. Because when he said it'll come such a baptism of the Holy Ghost, it'll raise all the dead for the past seven ages and we'll be caught up to meet him in the air. Now, so let's turn back. In our scripture to Zechariah 3 and verse 1. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan at his right hand to resist him. Now remember, just because we're in the land doesn't remove us from Satan's attack. In fact, you're going to be vulnerable to him as long as you are in these bodies. He's going to attack him. He's going to attack your family. He's going to attack the church. He's going to attack your body. He's going to come every way. And Satan's standing at the right hand to resist him. Now notice, here he is, Joshua the high priest, standing before the angel Lord. And Satan there, can you imagine his brassness? Can you imagine his boldness yeah. to stand right there in the face of God? Amen. Right before the angel Lord and right there resist in his presence. Right. 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 Amen. It reminds me again of Esther. It comes, it, it's got to come to a point, Esther, you got to tell the king who it is that's troubling you. That's right. It's time you stand up for what is what is Right. Amen. And the Lord said unto Satan, now God says, the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is this not a brand plucked out of the fire? Is this not a log that has snatched, been rescued from the fire? They were burning up down in Babylon. They would have been all but destroyed, but I brought them out. Amen. That, that law represents Israel who were nearly consumed by the fire of Babylon and had been snatched out and returned to the homeland. And I want to say to you, you're exactly that. You were burning. Amen. You were burning in sin. You were burning in unbelief. You were burning down in exile. Amen. But God snatched you out. Amen. I he pulled you right out of that fire. Amen. Amen. And he says to Satan, Isn't this a log? Isn't this a brand that I pulled out of the fire? I did this. Amen. This is mine. You're resisting what is mine. Amen. Don't you know, friends, God's taking up your battle? You're not in this all alone. God's on your side. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Amen. The Lord that has chosen this bride rebuke you, Satan. Amen. Now, Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. Now, it isn't, it isn't that Satan doesn't have things to point at us. You did this and you did that and you did this. And you were there and, you know, you once believed in three gods. Are you 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 had this wrong? Or, you know how, how in the world can you have faith? How do you even know what you got now is right? Here that enemy comes in, resisting you, trying to overthrow your faith. And Joshua was clothed with, with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And I let me just say, we exiles we came back with filthy garments. We had garments defiled by the world, Amen. I defiled by the filthiness and the abominations of Babylonian captivity and denominations. Come on, Amen. Amen. We came here with we came here in dirty with dirty garments. We needed a washing. We needed a purging. We needed a cleansing. And verse four said, and he answered and spake. To those that stood before him and said, take away the filthy garments. Aren't you glad that day for you when he took away the filthy garments out of your life? Don't you remember the sin and the shame and the ugliness of sin, the stains of sin that was upon your life? But he said, take away the filthy garments. I mean, spiritually, where you were, and you, you had every kind of stain of unbelief that was on you. And then he said to you, Take away those filthy garments. Yeah. Take away where you sat down at Babylonian feast and dripped down the drippings of three gods down your garment. And all this other unbelief and everything else. Take away the filthy garments. And and then he said unto him, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a a change of garment. Hallelujah. Didn't he say that the last days he'd give us white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear? Come on, church. He took away from you the filthy garments preaching to a church today robed in white robed in righteousness robed in purity robed in holiness hallelujah because the word of the Lord came from the angel of God as we take away the filthy garments take away that three God idea take away that trinitarian baptism take away that misunderstanding and give them a clean garment Hallelujah. Something that isn't stained from the past. Oh, hallelujah. Your past doesn't stain these garments. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You are taking it away. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice here take it away. I've caused thy iniquity to pass from thee. I will clothe thee with a the change of raiment. Now, raiment can only be made white by the blood of the lamb. It's the only thing that will make white, remove the stains of sin. And he would say, he that overcometh, this is the Bible, the book of Revelation, the same should be clothed in white raiment. Verse five, and then I said, let them set a, fire, a fair mitre upon his head. And they set a fair mitre upon his head And clothed him with garments. And the angel Lord stood by. So, in other words, position him with power and authority. Because this is what the fair mitre represents. Your position. Amen. Position this bride. Amen. With white raiment on. Now, position her. Amen. As a priest, as a ministrator of this word. Amen. Now, notice that he says. Then he gives a strict charge to them. In verse 6, the angel of the Lord protested. That means he gave a strict charge to Joshua saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts. If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt rule, then thou shalt also judge my house and shall keep my courts. In other words, you'll rule in my kingdom and you'll have kingdom dominion. And I will give thee places to walk among those that stand by. The Amplified said in this way, and, you, and if you will walk in my ways, that is remain faithful, perform my service, and you'll govern my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you free access to my presence. Hallelujah. I'm talking to a people this morning that has free access. You may not realize it this morning, Esther, but you are one of the rare ones in the kingdom that has free access to the throne of grace. He will hold out the scepter for you any time you come into his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice he, he goes on to say in verse 8, and he said, "Oh Joshua, hear now, Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for there are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Amen. And I'm telling you, among the exiles, All right. amen, in among the exiles, there's a branch coming forth. That's just exactly like the vine, except the vine doesn't do, do the works, it doesn't bear the fruit, it's the branches that bear the fruit. When Jesus was the branch, he bore the fruit of the vine. But you are the branch today. I am the vine, you are the branches. Come on, somebody. Amen. I so what is it? Then you are the one to bear the fruit. Of the word is got to act through you. Without you, there is no fruit on the earth. So God's dependent on you. And God's dependent on me. Amen. For he said, Behold the stone that I've set before Joshua, upon one stone that shall be seven eyes. And I will engrave the engraving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts. And I remove the iniquity. Of that land in one day. And God in this last day. This last age. Has removed the iniquity of the land. Removing every seal off. Bringing you back to the fullness. Now brother Brandon would say in this message. Leadership. We have turned a corner. We are looking towards heaven. We're watching for the coming. The cap on the pyramid. As we would say. He's coming back. The church must be resurrected soon and we must be ready. Right. So he said, we've turned a corner. We're now ready for the capstone. Oh, right, right. For sure. Now, wait a minute. You got the capstone as an individual. He's not talking about that. Amen. Right. Hey, man, you got the capstone as far as the mysteries have been returned and the final mystery given. He's not talking about that. Right. He's talking about the coming of the Lord. Yeah. The corporal coming of the Lord Jesus. Don't forget. Say, Brother Tim, don't you believe we're in the coming? Yes, I believe we're in the coming. We're more than in the coming, we're part of that coming. Amen. He first manifests himself as a message through a prophet. Now he's here in bride form. Where the word has taken on flesh. Come on. A people who are the word, a word bride. He's got to come as a bride before he can come as a groom. But let me tell you, friends, that's not all there is to it through the coming. Come on. Hey. Hallelujah. Again, in the Pergamy and the age, he said in this last day, the true bride, Christ, seed, will come to the headstone. And she will be a super church, a super race as he nears him. And wait a minute. The capstone is Him. Not her. So, well, the the bride is the capping off of the church ages. Yes, she is the finished stones of the church ages. But she's not the headstone. Otherwise, the head of the church is a woman. You got your picture skewed. Come on. Amen. In the last day, the true bride church, Christ's seed, will come to the headstone. And she will be a super church. A super race as she nears him. The headstone. They and the bride will be so much like him that they will even be in his very image. Why? There's got to be a people that match him. Now, think about putting a capstone on a pyramid. If you only got it built halfway and then you try to put the pyramid in, well, then, you know, it won't fit. Amen. It's got to come up to the top. When it comes to the top, the last stones match the headstone coming. That means there's got to be a ministry on earth that matches the one coming from heaven. Get ready, church. You are that ministry. Get ready, church. You are that army. Amen. You are the people that will match the headstone coming. Hallelujah. They and the bride will be so much like him. They will be in his very image. This is an order to be united with him. They will be one. They will be the very manifestation of the word of the living God. Notice this all happens in the last days. Amen. Not the eighth day, not the new, not, not a new day, not an eternal day. It happens right here in the seventh church age. And we have received, now bear with me for a minute. We have received the triumphal capstone of the Holy Ghost. That is, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you have received the triumphal capstone of the Holy Ghost. As Brother Branham would say, and bear with me now, I'm going to read you from the church each book. now comes our triumphal capstone on the baptism with the Holy Ghost. And he takes you to Galatians 4 and verse 4, where he shows you the Holy Ghost is that capstone. Now, we're not talking about a tongue or dance that Azusa Street had. We are talking about the person of Christ himself. We're not talking even about a motion or a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. We are talking about the Holy Spirit himself. Yes. Amen. Now, so again, let me de- just demonstrate to you. You see Azusa Street sought because they received a gift from the Holy Ghost. They received the Holy Ghost. But now if I give this gift belongs to me, it's the oil And as I give this gift to Brother Aaron, I did not give him myself. I gave him a gift from me. Amen. Now, Pentecost, Azusa Street got tongues, a gift of the Spirit. But they didn't get the person of Christ. Amen. But yours is not a justification. Yours is not a cleansing. What you received is not a gift from the Spirit. It is the Spirit himself. And when he comes, that seals you and God together and you become one unit. Amen. Therefore, individually, you have received the adoption of sons. Amen. Which means you've got the authority to act in his name means you've got the right of the whole inheritance. That means you have check, sign, and authority. Ask the Father anything in my name and I will do it. That's what every one of you have that have this triumphal capstone. You and God are one. You're ready for the rapture. Amen. Did you hear what I'm saying? It's the token. Amen. He can't leave you here because you are him. You are the rapture. As much as Jesus was the resurrection, you are the rapture. Are you with me? So he reads from Galatians 4 and verse 4. He says, but when. Now, this says, he uses these phrases. Watch this. Look at the scripture as I read it again. Now comes our triumphal capstone on the baptism with the Holy Ghost. And he immediately reads the scripture. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons. Now wait a minute. You do not become a son of God down at the altar. Is anybody here? You did not become a son of God. You know, uh, you know, by by praying or shouting or dancing. You always were a son. Though you were lost out in sin and you didn't recognize who you were, you were always a son. In you was a predestinated seed of God that was ordained to seek for life. Amen. That's when you gave up, there was something inside of you that wouldn't give up. Amen. You know why? Because you were predestinated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This proves you're predestinated. In non-seed, there is nothing to quicken. Hallelujah. But when the water came comes upon you at that right season, it quickens to life that predestinated eternal germ that is in you. Amen. And because you are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son, that's the Holy Ghost in it, into your hearts, Crying or recognizing God is your father. Amen. And he said it in the Greek and he said it for us in English. At least we translate it there. Abba, father. Amen. For emphasis. When you, when you receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. That is, that is when God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Crying. I'm your father. You're my son. You don't belong to the world. You're not a slave to sin. You wasn't ordained to be a slave for sin. You were ordained to life. Amen. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son in your heart. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son, then the heir of God through Christ. So that's what you are. If you are a son... Amen. You recognize your position, then you realize I'm not just a servant, I'm a son. Amen. Even the prodigal that went and spent his, his living and everything else, he did not make him a servant. When he came home, he didn't say, well, you've been a bad boy, you spent your living, yeah, you can be a servant. He didn't say, you're a servant. He says, today, my son has come home. Hallelujah. So you are not born again to be a servant and to have servant mentality you should have the mentality of a son of God that I'm an heir of God through Christ. So everything Jesus paid for is mine. Hallelujah. And because it's mine ain't no devil gonna squat on it. Ain't no devil gonna hold it down because it is my promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have received the cap off of the mysteries. The seven thunders, Brother Brandon would tell us in it is the sign of the insurance. Time shall will no be no more. He announces time is over. What happens? And you say, Well, what time, Brother Tim? Time for this to be silent is finished. You're living in a very blessed time. There was a time of silence, and there's a time it becomes a voice. In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he sounds, this will no longer be silent. It won't no longer be a mystery. John, don't you write it. Hutch up. It ain't for you to reveal. But when the seventh angel comes, he will break the silence on this. And I want to declare to you the silence is broken. And you have been recipients of the mystery. Hallelujah. Now, So think of it. Then the pyramid is, he says, time should be no more. He announces time is over. What happens? What happens? Could that be so? Now, brethren, seriously think. If it is, then the pyramid is capped by seven thunders. Now, this pyramid he's talking about is not the believer. It is the doctrines of the church. And he says, they've been brought back. And he went down to a whole list of the mystery of this, the mystery of that, the mystery of this, the mystery of that. And he says, finally, he said, we've got to go and connect with seven angels. And he said, it was seven angels showing the seven ages were finished or completed, that we were here at the last one. Amen. And he goes and connects with seven angels, and he brings back the revelation of the seven thunders. Right. You don't believe that? Well, that's what he said. He said, they are the mysteries contained in the seven seals. Right. Amen. Amen. They were sealed up. Now they're open. It's just that simple. You're living in the days where the book isn't closed. The inheritance isn't shut off. The land is fully open. Everything. Come on. When Jericho was the walls, the the seals, the sealed walls of Jericho was was uh, broke down. How did they come? How did they come break down? They went around and marched in silence around and around. Amen. But there, finally, it come to a point the silence was broken with a shout. And when the, when the, when the shout went forth, what happened? The walls came down. And what did that do? It not just opened Jericho. It opened the whole land to be conquered. Amen. So what did God do? He said, all right, you can go around and around the walls all of these times in silence. But the coming of time, it won't be silence anymore. I'm going to give you a message, a shout. And when you shout, the walls, the seals are going to come down. And when the Jericho is open, then the whole land is open for you to possess. Hallelujah. My, you ought to be be a land grabber this morning. Running right out there, amen. Whatever promise in the word that I need, I'm going to get it for my life, for my family, for my home. Hallelujah. I'm staking my claim. I'm planting my flag. I'm waving my banner. And ain't no devil going to come and take away from me what God opened up to me. Hallelujah. Now, so he said he said the pyramid, the revealing of the mysteries, capped off. There's no more mysteries after this. There's nothing else to be revealed. Not another messenger needs to come. The silence is broken. The land is open. Amen. Now, so he says, remember the pyramid message, it's the capstone. Because there's a capstone of, of, of the individual. There's a capstone of the mysteries. And then there's a capstone Of the ages. And he says. The Holy Spirit capped off the individual. And sealed it when we added our faith. Righteousness. Godliness faith and so on. Kept attitude till we got seven things. And the seventh one was love. Which is God. And that's how he makes the individual. And caps him and seals him with the Holy Spirit. Then if that be so, he's got seven church ages and he's had seven mysteries that have been sounded away and they fought for to bring back. And now the headstone comes to cap off the church. Does the thunders mean that? My brethren, sirs, is that where we're at? And we are. That's our day. That's our message. But now it is time for the capping off of the ages. We got time for this. I got to get time for this. I got to squeeze it. Yeah, I got time. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, it is time for the capping off of the ages, the coming of the Lord, and the resurrection of the saints. That's where we're at. We're on the cusp of the resurrection. No more ages after this. Not another age after the next thing is the headstone. Right. Who is that headstone? The corporal coming. Right. Amen. And when he comes, amen, he, he'll come with such a baptism of the Holy Ghost, quoting the prophet, till he'll sweep right down through the seven ages and raise the dead of seven ages. Right. Then what, under, what expectation we ought to have this morning? Amen, as Brother Branham said, we're looking toward the heavens, watching for that coming. The cap on the pyramid, as we would say, His coming back. The church must be resurrected soon, and we must get ready. Amen. Now I say, how close are we? Yeah. Now look, in, Ze- in Zechariah 4 and 6, we read it a while ago. Then he says, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, Nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. What is it? It's the favor of God, the grace of God poured out on this age. Hallelujah, amen. Notice this is so important for us to grasp this morning of where we're at because, you know, we, we are, we're in a day and an hour where this is the fulfilling scripture. Amen. Now, notice, in order to get there, then the last stones, the last stones in the body must match the capstone that is coming. Oh, think of this now. The last, the last stones in the body must match the headstone. Brother Branham tells us over and over again, there has to be a ministry that matches the one that is coming. Oh my, you're that ministry. Come on, you're the bride that matches him. Amen, that will match that great headstone. Now notice, notice this. God, by his election, called you. You've been chosen for this generation. Amen, you've been called. Listen, this, this army was to rise in this age. Four steps of restoration. Come on, gather them together. The sinew, and then what? The next was the flesh, but now the life life in the body is a vindication the rapture is at hand I want to tell you that's his life working among you that's why there's healing and miracles that's why there's salvation that's why there's deliverance in our midst that's why God is doing something that a book of acts is continuing come on church is why life is in the body and it's a vindication the rapture is at hand Amen. My God by election called you. God by election sanctified you. God by election grace, his power baptized you and put you in this land of rest. And he said, they which have entered into this rest have ceased from their going astray. You'll never leave this land again. Amen. Amen. They ceased from their works like God did from him. They have joy unspeakable full of glory the tree of life is blooming in them they have long-suffering gentleness goodness patience faith meekness and so forth and he says the tree of life is blooming in them because their hope is anchored in Christ Jesus the witness of the Holy Ghost bearing record with signs and wonders following the believers these signs shall follow them that believe as they go along they heal the sick they cast out devils they speak with new tongues they see visions and they walk with god talk with god no devil can move them i'm preaching about you amen they are steadfast looking for eternal life forgetting those things that are in the past they press toward the mark of the holy calling in christ jesus there they are there you are that's that church you think cancer is something the bible said there come a time where men will rot right in their flesh Buzzards will eat off their carcasses before they even die. Cancer's a toothache to what's coming. But remember, that horrible thing was forbidden in that day to touch those that had the seal of God. That's what we're striving for now. To get in and be positionally placed in the kingdom of God before these horrible plagues strike. Amen. What is it? It's a people of restored faith. As Brother Brandon would say, I believe there's a church on its road now of the power of God that men will speak the word here and there and it'll flash like lightning. I wonder if, I, if there's some people here. He said, not somebody that I put on a make-believe, but a real, true, genuine, anointed Holy Ghost church. Is there people like that in this building? Amen. A people where the power of God will flash out. Amen. Like lightning. Yes. Hallelujah. Things will be done. Look, speak the word here and there. Paul said, the word came in power, quoting from the Church Age book. The word came in power as well as voice. Amen. The word preached actually demonstrated itself. Like a flaming, cutting sword, it went into the consciousness of men. Like a surgeon's knife, it cut out diseases. It set captives free. Everywhere those early believers went, they went preaching the gospel, the word, and God confirmed the word with signs following. Amen. The sick were healed. Devils were cast out. They spoke in new tongues. That was the word in action. Now let me continue the quote. The word has never failed. The word has never failed. Say it with me. The word has never failed in the mouths of believing Christians. And in this last age, how many believes we're in the last age? It is here stronger and greater than ever. Amen, not weaker, amen, not diminished, stronger and greater than ever. Hallelujah. In the true word bride. That's where it's stronger and greater. It's in that true word bride. Oh, little flock, you little minority, hold on to the word. Fill your mouth and your heart with it. And someday God will give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hold on to the word. Fill your mouth and your heart with it. And someday God will give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. Oh, start speaking the word. Let the lightning flash. As he said, I believe there's a church on the road. A power of the living God that will men will speak the word here and there. And it'll flash like light lightning. Amen. 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 Come on, church. This is, this is the power of our Christ. Amen. That's right, this is the power of the blood. Amen. Amen. We, stood up, we stood here last Sunday and we preached you know, bones come alive amen, you remember at the end of the service we called up little Drew who the doctor says his bones isn't growing, amen and we spoke a word of life and I handed back the baby and said I hand you back a well baby took it in for an MRI they couldn't find a thing wrong with his brain hallelujah what is it it's the power of our Christ already going to work. He is alive and in his church. Speak the word in a flash like lightning. Hallelujah. Amen. Why Luke would say in chapter 10, verse 18, he said, He said in them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Amen. Behold, I give unto you, verse 19, behold, I give unto you power. Oh, let me get that to you. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, can you say that? Nothing, can you say it again? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. But notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that spirits are subject to you but rather rejoice in this that your names are written in heaven come on church I'm preaching to people whose names are written or recognized in heaven God has recognized you as a son amen you were always your name was there but you've been recognized in heaven As a son of God, as a daughter of God. And all heaven then stands behind this word. Speak the word then and make Satan fall. Hallelujah. Amen. I can't get off of Peter. You know, Peter, Peter believed if Jesus said so, he could walk on water. Peter had active faith. Amen. Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, looked at the winds, a wave, got scared. His faith turned to unbelief. Brother Branham said he was doing all right until he got scared. The word told him he could walk on water. Amen. He was scared first. He thought it was a ghost. He said, Lord, if it be you, come to me, bid me come to you on the water. He said, come on. Now he says, his command of come on. Come on, Peter. Come on out here on this water is the same, is just the same as John 5, 14. What is that? James 5.14. Put that up for him. Amen. It's just the same words that Jesus said. Come on to Peter. You do believe you're a prophet, don't you? He said, "Is this same word. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. What? And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and God shall raise him up and if he committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Amen. That's the same word, Brother Brandon said, equal to the same words of Jesus saying to Peter, come on, this is your word, come on. Get out here on this stormy water. Take me at your word, at my word, take me at my word, amen. Do what I said and you can walk on your water. Amen. What's the, what's the next one now that he said? Mark 16. We know that. These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. They, in my name they shall cast out devils. Amen. Notice there was a storm on the sea. You know, great white cap waves bigger than these hills around here. The foam breaking them on top of them. Terrific. Maybe 15, 20 feet of foam. The white caps breaking. And there was a, it was a terrific thing for him to ask. If it be you, Lord, and he looked like a shadow or a spirit, if it be you, Lord, let me to come to you on the water, Jesus said, come on. And he stepped and he said, Lord, is it the Lord? I'll just walk. And when he got his eyes on, his, on the waves, he got scared. What come in his mind? First thing, I'm going to walk because the word said for me to walk. Now, that's first thing. Then he steps out, and the next thing, he said he looked at his symptoms and there they saw how big the waves was and he got scared. And when he did down, he went. Amen. What happened? He believed what he believed happened. What he feared happened. What he believed happened. What he feared happened. What he believed happened. What he feared happened. What he believed happened. He happened. He believed happened. Come on. Amen. Whichever way your faith went Amen. When you took your fear over the word, you're going to sink. But don't despair. Just reach out again and say, Lord, save me. I perish. And this God is such a God of grace. He'll reach down to you another time. And you can walk on water again. Amen. Amen. But look. Look, church. Sometimes we get an attitude toward a promise. And we're not we're just kind of a lukewarm warrior about it. You know, God gave a king one time a commandment through a prophet. The prophet came to, to, to Elisha. Elisha is going to be his, his last miracle. He's on his deathbed. And this young king comes up and he pays him a good tribute. He said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. In other words, you're more than all the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. You're worth more than all that to us. He made a good profession. Yes. Made a good show. Had a good speech. Had a good proclamation of, of faith. And the prophet said, go bring me a bow. And he said, then open the window toward the, toward the nation that you want Absolutely. to conquer. And he said, you fire an arrow through there. Yep. And so he, now look, it's an action that causes a reaction. He takes and puts an arrow in there and he fires it in that direction toward his enemy. And it's the arrow of deliverance yeah. shot from a bow. But the king ain't getting it. He's made all these statements. Oh, you're worth more than all the chariots of Israel and all the horsemen. When he says to the prophet, but the prophet says, Take three arrows. Now he said, or take take an arrow. And he said, I want you to beat the ground with it. And that's what he did. He took it. He goes once, twice, three times, and he stops. And the prophet got angry. He said, what's the matter with you? I gave you a word, and you only struck it three times. Now you'll have three victories over your enemy, and that's all. You should have kept striking until your enemy was totally consumed. I wonder if we have been a too lukewarm a bunch of believers when we've been handed a message. Come on, when we've been handed a word from God and we've been a little bit too timid and lukewarm with it and just struck a few times. It's time for a people to rise up and take that arrow delivered and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike. strike. until your enemy is dead. Consumed. Gone. Hallelujah. There ought to be People in this building today that said I'm not just satisfied with a little healing there or a little healing here but I've been promised of a pride of people rising in power of people rising in grace of people rising there that will consume their enemy Amen. Consume their enemy till death itself is destroyed till the dead in Christ are raised till we are changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. That ought to be what we're doing this morning. I say to you, strike that enemy. Strike him again. Strike him again. If he heal once, to heal again. If he save once, he'll save again. Hallelujah. Will you stand to your feet with me? Hallelujah. Will you worship God? Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody with a fervor. Somebody with a determination. Amen. we got to have a ministry that matches Christ. It says, I will not give up. I will not turn around. I will not, I will not sign a treaty. But I'm going forward to my promise this morning. Amen. Will you do so this morning? With all your heart now, just love him with all your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Speak, Lord, today. Speak in the hearts of your children. May they see, Lord, today, there's a word of promise for them. And they must take and strike their enemy till he's consumed till he's gone completely till they have total victory why have deliverance when we can have total total deliverance why why have just a few victories when we can have many victories we're on the cusp of your coming Lord why if you can heal cancer like you did in our midst Lord you can you can do anything Lord if you can heal a little baby and make him walk you're God that can do anything. Lord, let us strike it again. Let us strike until we see every promise become ours till we take possession. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for truth, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you walk in my ways, I'll give you access to me. If you surrender your life, I'll give you access to everything that's mine. Take your dirty garments away from you. Make it clean. I'm God. I change not. Thank you, Jesus. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. To those exiles from Babylon that have come out in his name. A mighty army. A mighty army about ready to receive the capstone. The resurrection. The capping off of all the ages. The coming of Jesus Christ. Lord, it's more than just a spiritual coming more than that it'll manifest into a physical change Lord may it be so for this church that we look at the promise of God see it manifested in our lives Jesus name thank you Lord play that song, there is a river that flows from the throne. There's a fountain. is a river